Good morning, good people. Or, as St. Francis of Assisi used to say, Buongiorno, buon gente. Good morning, good people of Trinity. This Sunday, as we celebrate the Feast of the Ascension of Jesus, we heard Luke say in the Gospel that Jesus opened their minds to understand the Scriptures. May that be true for us, too, today. In all honesty, when we say the Creed, I kind of gloss over my doubts about and he ascended into heaven. You know, those church paintings and windows that show Jesus rising off the Bethany launch pad into the clouds, well, they trouble my contemporary literal mind. Then I wonder, what else don't I take seriously in those familiar recitations? I want to see this day as an invitation. For the early church, the ascension was hugely important. Today we hear Paul praying for enlightened eyes for the Ephesians and for us who wonder quite how to believe. Here's what we just heard from Paul. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation as you come to know him, so that with eyes of your heart enlightened, you may know what is the hope he called you to. Enlightened hearts, open minds, Paul praying for us to open the eyes of our heart. Perfect encouragement for modern questioners. What is the hope that this feast invites us to? It is perhaps that we too may be swept up into the cosmic Christ, united with that source of all life in a way we come together in original unity. Sometimes, a good way to get the eyes of the heart opened and enlightened is through story. Well, that's why Jesus taught us with so many stories. For stories that make me smile seem to get to me more quickly. I hope that's for you today, too. For myself, I like to say there's only one letter difference between play and pray. Maybe it's just my excuse to not be too serious. But I think Thomas Merton says it better. The Lord plays and diverts himself in the garden of his creation. And if we could let go of our own obsession with what we think is the meaning of it all, we might be able to hear his call and follow him in his mysterious cosmic dance. I'd like to invite you into some God play and pray. Come for a minute and dance with me. Try to visualize one of my favorite cartoons. 
it fits perfectly for the invitation of this reflection on the ascension and what it calls me, calls us to this day. On a warm spring day, a bit like today, a gorgeous monarch butterfly is driving in this red, shiny convertible with, with the top down. They're pulled over by the police officer who is checking the driver's license. He seems confused by the photo on the license. Oh, it's a, it's a caterpillar. The butterfly is trying to explain, officer, please understand, it's really a really old picture of me. It's in the nature of the caterpillar to be transformed. For the caterpillar, it's a once in a lifetime deal. For us, it can happen throughout a lifetime, if we choose. The ascension, like the transfiguration, like all of the life of Jesus, is an invitation to our transformation. My good friend, Kevin Anderson, a Toledo psychologist and poet, has created a poetry form that he calls a nested meditation. One line is one stanza, second stanza is that line repeated and another line, and on through the poem. In his 2009 book, Divinity in Disguise, there's a poem that encapsulates the invitation I see in today's ascension. It's called The Winged Life. A pious caterpillar believes. A pious caterpillar believes. An enlightened caterpillar knows. A pious caterpillar believes. An enlightened caterpillar knows the winged life. A pious caterpillar believes. An enlightened caterpillar knows the winged life. Requires metamorphosis. Metamorphosis, transformation, the invitation of Jesus that Paul hopes we will see with our enlightened eyes of our hearts. Well, I guess the caterpillar can't grasp the potential that lies within itself, do we? Do we dare to keep changing and growing? Merton suggests to be born again is not to become somebody else, but to become ourselves. Like the caterpillar, we might not know where we're going. The path into the clouds doesn't always have clear road signs. Yet, the ascension can be one such sign. Certainly, for many of us, the pandemic has forced change upon us. It may or may not have been an opportunity for personal metamorphosis. When I was trying to locate the favorite cartoon, iCloud came up with notes from an online retreat I did two months after my husband was diagnosed with Parkinson's and Lewy body. I had forgotten that retreat, and I'd forgotten the changes and lessons from that time. I'd forgotten how scared I was 
of losing the love of my life. And I'd forgotten how it forced me to be present to each moment because there was little prospect of more. It was a real shift in my way of seeing, being, and doing. I zeroed in out of necessity. I think that's what this feast invites us to, right? Zero in on this moment's call to presence and transformation. Well, sometimes we call it conversion. It's about growing in patience or tolerance or understanding. Let us just be open to metamorphosis. Let us be ready to be surprised. We've certainly all experienced the external changes in this pandemic time. Where are the places you have felt yourself becoming more truly yourself? Merton says, to be born again is not to become somebody else, but to become ourselves. Well, maybe we should reassure the caterpillar and ourselves with that thought. Here at the Ascension, Jesus is lifted up, no longer the mentor, master with whom they had walked, but now seen fully realized as the Son of God he always has been. That growing recognition is what we're invited to. He doesn't ask us to worship him, but to imitate him. Worshiping Jesus is a lot less taxing. Oh, uh, unless you're a part of the amazing team of Trinity people who produce Sunday worship. So for most of us, worship is easier than transforming our awareness into Jesus' perspective and behavior on a regular basis. Tough work, this metamorphosis, this transformation. Just ask a caterpillar. It means letting go of who you thought yourself to be. Letting go of the easy and the comfortable, the safe, the status quo, the bias, the convictions about what is true, who's in, who's out. We may check our credit statements monthly and change our spending patterns. How often do we check our own personal balance sheets? Butterflies, like angels, can fly because they take themselves lightly. They have checked their balance sheets. They don't latch on to rigid dogma and inflexible opinions. They're the ones who reject either or absolutism, and they side with the respect and openness of both and. Sometimes that means being silent, and sometimes it means speaking up. To fly lightly today, it comes down to WWJD when talking with someone whose beliefs are radically different from ours. We may not know where we're going, for the path into the clouds doesn't have many road signs. Let the ascension 
be such a sign for you today? The angels asked, Men of Jerusalem, why are you looking up? The angels might warn us the same way. Don't get caught craning your neck when you might better look to your own inner transformation. So, to conclude, when we are driving up the path to the pearly gates and we've been stopped by an officer angel, may our photo too be an old one because the metamorphosis, the transformation Jesus has always called us to has given us butterfly wings and we have become our true self who we were destined to become. May it be so.